Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Welcome back to the 131st week of the Lunch Pill Guys podcast. I'm here with most of the normal crew today. We're here with Wyatt, we're here with Aiden, and we're here with Jared. Bart is on vacation this week, but we think we may get a triumphant return next week, so stay tuned for that. Um, we have a mandatory here, PTO stuff. policy. Exactly. <laughs> That's thinking we are. <laughs> no, you can't do too many weeks in a row. It's, yeah. But um, we're going to get started while you're here with some of the news we missed. Uh, and we'll get started off with a little bit of college football news, which we haven't had in a while. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M coach, Nick Saban, Alabama coach, are uh, beefing over NIL stuff. Uh, last Wednesday, Alabama's coach Saban said Texas A&M had bought its entire re- recruiting class and that Alabama, on the other hand, didn't buy one player. And then Fisher responded by saying Saban was a narcissist who thought he was a god. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's the state of the drama there. <laughs> Anybody have any thoughts? No, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a fun bit. Yeah, the Texas exactly. A&M yeah. Alabama game is going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Now. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Um, in some news we missed just for uh, Wyatt, uh, Giants coach Brian Dable said he wants his quarterback Daniel Jones to turn it loose. Wyatt, what do you think that's going to look like? I don't think the league is ready for what that's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be drama film. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Giants are going to go 17-0. and 0. Yeah, in, in related news today, I heard uh, that, uh, what's his name, Sam Darnold was saying that he felt like he could be a top quarterback in this league still. I was like, oh, how, okay. many, how okay. many chances okay. does Sam okay. I, Exactly. We're, we're, we're <laughs> at, uh-huh. you know, um, one hand cannot count his chances at this point. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, anyway, we're going to move into some basketball news uh, for the next part of the news we missed. Um, the NBA conference final results. Um, the Warriors are up 3 nothing on the Mavs. Jared. How do you feel about that? No, Lucas. What is Lucas and Aiden? What is your takeaway from this? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Jokic took put one more games against the Warriors than the uh, than the Mavs did. Okay, that's what I thought. I guess I'm confused why we're trying to use college football logic about a common opponent when we have the head-to-head matchup. This is co- <laughs> this is committee logic right here. It probably uh-huh. has something to do with the fact that the Mavericks won the season series two to one, but I don't know. Could be wrong there. <laughs> Could be wrong. Also, another thing too. <laughs> People saying that, like, oh, they got lucky. The Mavericks got lucky that they got the Jazz. If the Nuggets would have had the Jazz, they would have won the series or whatever. No, they wouldn't have. They got swept in the season series by the Jazz. Sorry. Well, the playoffs are different, so. Oh, my. It's a, <laughs> okay, not comparable. It's a, yeah. it's a whole different scenario. You have a better regular season to get the Jazz. <laughs> no, Jared, to answer your question, I will walk away from this playoffs impressed with the Mavs regardless of what happens with this series because they definitely went farther than I expected. I understand the Nuggets you know, the, you know, common opponent thing. I think the Mavs still deserve credit for beating the Suns. Like, that's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was watching this, like, film analysis as well, and 
The uh, Warriors are a really bad matchup for the Mavericks because they play so much help defense, and that means there's going to be an off the ball um, player on offense, and the the Warriors mm-hmm. are the best team in the league on off the an off the ball movement. Yeah. So it's really hard to defend and. Yeah, the Warriors are stacked. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, really, it's like, like, far. Yeah. No, go ahead, Amy. No, it just feels like we're right back to, what, three years ago or so. Like, they look just mm. as good. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's more fun this time. Like, I'm rooting yeah. for them. It is a little more I fun. It yeah. was not a few years ago. Like, well, I think it's a fu- better story. It's fun the first time. Once they, like, repeat, then it's like, yeah. then, then you get tired of it, you know? Yeah, well, the fact that they're doing it without Durant again, I think it like adds to like <laughs> mm-hmm. the level of funness. Because I feel like they were a fun team, and then they added Durant, and they're not fun and like an annoying dynasty. And now they're yeah. fun again and winning. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, they got some young upstarts, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. Like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah crazy. <laughs> I couldn't help I, but notice that you called them upstarts instead of stars. Because you didn't want to give Jordan <laughs> Poole enough, enough, Not there enough yet. credit. <laughs> Shout out Jordan Poole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Wiggins can still be a star. That's... <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> He's an awesome. We'll see what happens. Well, speaking of actual stars, I don't know if superstars, but within the last hour, uh, the NBA released its three All-NBA teams. Um, okay. So, All-NBA first team. Is this a live reaction for anybody? Yeah. yeah, this is a live yeah, reaction. I'm not seeing the I list. just opened ESPN, but, but yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so first team All-NBA is Giannis, Luka, Jokic, Booker, and Tatum. Second team All-NBA is Embiid, Ja, Katie, Steph, and DeMar DeRozan. And third team is Cat, LeBron, Chris Paul, Trey Young, and Pascal Siakam. Mm. Giannis was the only unanimous first teamer. What? But there are Jokic other Jokic the haters out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jared, I didn't know you had a vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Skewed the results. Yeah. Embiid actually got more first team votes than Jason Tatum, but it was not first team because yeah. position weirdness. Yeah. I was going to say, Joel Embiid probably was the. Just because, yeah, just because Giannis and Jokic are there, just got pushed off. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Shout out to DeRozan. Yeah, second yeah. team NBA. It's pretty cool. Wait, so they go? Do they go center, forward, forward, guard, guard? Yes. So what do they consider? Who's the center on the first team? Jokic. Okay, so they can two forwards are Giannis. And, Honestly, uh, good good for them for this list. They could have whisked out and they could have you know made Giannis a guard or whatever, or put two <laughs> forwards on it. I don't know. They're pretty <laughs> ambiguous with who's who and what's what. But good for them for sticking with their guns and saying. Nicole Jokic is the only center, and Joel Embiid is the only center on another team. <clears throat> I think it's the fair thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it fits Carl Anthony Towns in there as well. Yeah. Shout out, Bart. Well, and like, I just feel bad that like Embiid has been one of like the two or three best players in the NBA for the past like two or three yeah. years, yeah. and has never been first team All NBA just because Jokic exists. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's the Charles. Bar- he's the Charles Barkley of this generation, I guess. Exactly. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully, he wins the championship. But yeah. we'll see. But speaking of teams that and of teams that have never won championships, and Charles Barkley, uh, last week the Phoenix Suns crashed out of the playoffs. They lost to uh, Jared's Dallas Mavericks. So we didn't get a chance to discuss it last week, but we're going to get started with it this week. Uh, Jared, 
what do the Suns do from here? And can the team, as it's built, still win an NBA title? Oh, it's so tough. Uh, it's tough to be a GM or a, even a mock GM in the in this case. Um, so first off, are they built to win a championship now? Is like irrelevant because they there's no way they can keep all the people that they want now. DeAndre Aiden obviously want apparently wants a supermax contract, and they're already over the the uh, salary cap. They're they're over the salary cap already, heading into the next season, and then they're gonna try to add on that DeAndre Aiden contract. It's gonna be tough. They have no draft picks this year either. That's also just a huge L. It's like mm-hmm. they definitely optimized for like last year, this year, I guess. So that makes their their um, window a little smaller. What I would say though is I do believe in Devin Booker and I believe in him being the best player on a team and winning a championship. Like Kawhi and the Clippers have had meltdowns in the playoffs as well. Like granted that happened after his championship, but I do think Devin Booker has the the skill set to do it. But kind of what I've heard and Lucas you actually alluded to this earlier is like yeah, postseason basketball is different. It's more about mm-hmm. half court basketball at this point and there's gonna be it's gonna the game's gonna be slower because there's less transition. There's better defense played, like more effort <laughs> basically played mm-hmm. in postseason basketball. So I think they need to optimize their team for that play style rather than the sixty win team, right? That's gonna like do well in the regular season. So what what I think that means for them is they need more like off off ball shooters, a little more athleticism, I think, and more and more players if you can more players that can create their own shot. There's not that many out there that like are going to be available so i think in that Mm -hmm. case you just want off the ball shooters to feed that have chris paul feed if you want to keep chris paul which i'm assuming they're going to want to Mm -hmm. i think so if we're looking at the big piece here which is deandre ayton for me there's no way i'm giving him a super max personally i don't think i'm giving him a super max he like i get it he's a number one overall pick but, like, he wants to be in the same league as, like, Lucas and, like, Trey Young's, all those people. Like, I don't know. I just don't know about that. I don't think he's that talented to, to bring – in terms of what position he plays, too, in terms of, like, signing him, I'm not sure I want to do that. You are going to lose both your other centers probably, though. Um, so you are going to have to get some height still. There's only a couple teams, apparently, that have the – cap space to be able to sign DeAndre Ayton to a Supermax if you wanted to do a sign and trade, which would be the Pistons, Pacers, Magic, Spurs. They don't have any stars on those teams that I'm necessarily wanting to trade up, trade at. So this is what I'm looking at. If you want to go crazy, if you want to go crazy, I'm looking at Portland who has the space to maneuver for mm-hmm. that. I'm not, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not a hundred percent sure how much the Blazers right now are that interested in winning. I'm not like Dame has implied this. We, I want to mm-hmm. see, I, the team needs to show me that they're interested in winning. Otherwise, I am going to force my way out. Maybe maybe this offseason, there's not really that much traction there. Dame wants out. The Blazers get a, a former number one overall pick. They'll, ha- mm-hmm. they'll make the space to sign him to a Supermax. Even then, too, I get he's a number one overall pick. Do we think like the value is there that a team will give him the Supermax? I'm not 100% sure about that. So there's also that. Maybe they get him for cheaper even. But for me, I think it's a sign and trade. I would look at the Blazers if you don't do the Dame like crazy blockbuster trade. I saw Yusef Nurkic um, and Josh Hart in a package. Mm-hmm. I like Nurkic. I think he's a pretty good player. He sometimes kind of has seems to me to at least have like some motivation or like effort um, question marks, which DeAndre Ayton has too apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I, I think at this point you want to kind of try to switch it up a little bit. Yusuf Nurkic is a rental as well. Um, and then throw in Josh Hart there. That's that's like my move right there. My big one is I'm looking at the Blazers in terms of what capital they have and likely going into a rebuild at this point, if we're being honest. And you'll get to rebuild with a, a former number one overall pick, who's a good player. I'm not trying to like really? discount DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. But I think like, I mean, if the Dame thing did happen, that's the kind of player you want. Maybe you have to send Chris Paul too. <laughs> I think Dame's the kind of player you want though. A really good half-court player. Yes, he doesn't play defense but a really good half-court player. Even Steph, who doesn't apparently play defense very well, has been playing pretty well in this series. If you coach him well enough, I think I think they'll get it. That's that's my thoughts on it. I'd be curious to hear what other people have on it, but the Suns are like in a really tricky spot with no draft picks, pretty much no money. It's, it's pretty tough. Yeah, it almost feels like their window, I think, was like these past two years, and they kind of blew it, where it's like Chris Paul was not super old, they had Aiton still on like a manageable deal and they could just like keep the core together and all just sort of, yeah. I don't know, like they, it crumbled at the end of this year mm-hmm. the way they collapsed in the Mavs series. But yeah, I think there's almost no way Aiton stays, especially on the Supermax. Apparently because it's come out in the past couple of days that Monty Williams, the Suns coach, has been like feuding with Aiton, Aiton too. Like they just apparently do not get along. And Williams has said it, I think he's right. Like you could sign a, a mid-level center who could do what Aiton could do. Like, who could do 85% of what Aiton could do um, on a much, much cheaper contract. Um, and so I think they're definitely going to go that route. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah, think one, the trick... Go ahead, go ahead, Aiden. You start. No, I was just going to say one semantics question. I think this a Supermax is different from the contract that DeAndre Ayton is going for. Like, a Supermax comes with a bunch of different requirements, right, that I don't think DeAndre Ayton meets. Yeah, I think it's so just, a max. just a max. It's just, like, it's just a max yeah. extension or something, right? That's, that's it's still, still a lot of money, <laughs> but <laughs> something, yeah. Yeah, good point, Go though. Buy it. Yeah. But yeah. the trickiest thing with DeAndre Ayton is no matter what you do with him, you're not going to see the return on your investment. He was the number one overall pick, and if they re-sign him, like you said, Jared, I don't know if he's going to be worth a $30 million contract. Compare him to the people in his own draft, Luka and Trey Young. Is he any better or as good as either either one of those guys? Definitely not Luka, most likely not Trey Young, but Trey Young is a very underrated, I think, guard, depending on how, who you talk to. <clears throat> and then compare him to his peers at his own position. Joel Embiid and Nicole Jokic, who are on higher contracts, or maybe Giannis, depending on where you look at Giannis as well. Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns. Is he as good or better than any of those guys either? And I surely don't think so. So if they decide to keep him, they're just their their window is closed and their return on investments is not there. If they decide to trade him away, they're not gonna get a top lottery pick back for him. Because, like you said, yeah. I don't think another team's going to really want to give him a max contract. So, I think the best thing to do is to let him hit re- restricted free agency, which they, he will be a restricted free agent. See who's interested, and then try to bargain with them. See if you can get something back. Uh, they, they need to keep what their most valuable piece is, is their plethora of wing defenders and three-point shooters like Jay Crowder, McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson, those type of people. You know, and keep them around. Cam Johnson is going to be available for another contract here, uh, and next year or two years from now, sometime soon. And then Devin Booker in twenty twenty four, his contract's going to expire as well. So 
they have a lot of stuff going. They can't just be so focused on keeping Aiden now because he was there for a couple championship style runs. Uh, if they want to, you know, keep the core that's in it, that is at least Devin Booker, Chris Paul, I think Bridges and Johnson are far more valuable as a four instead of just having Booker and Aiton, you know, for the next five years, way more valuable. Yeah. Jordan alluded to this earlier in his answer, but um, he said he thought Devin Booker could be the best player on championship team. Is that something we collectively agree with, disagree with? I agree with that. I feel like it almost happened last year, so it's hard for me to disagree with it on that basis. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll agree with it. Just for the, the, the list argument. is, sh- I know the list is short in terms of like who who are the ones that can like lead their team to a championship, but also he's only he's only twenty five. Like he's he's also young. He's he's probably gonna mature in his game. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I I like his game too. Like he talks a lot of crap. Sure, he talked a lot of crap to Luca. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I do <laughs> like his game a lot. I, and I like that he has that swagger and he has that confidence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just gonna backfire. <laughs> and I also hope to yeah. a level that they've been humbled just a little bit yeah, as yeah. far as, I mean, they mm-hmm. in the two years that Chris Paul has been there, they have gone to the finals and then they were also the yeah. number one seed in the entire NBA. So they kind of had every reason to believe in them, themselves as much as they did. And not to say that they won't believe in themselves further, but I hopefully they have more of a respect for how hard it is to kind of do this in, in back-to-back yeah. years where they've clearly fallen short yeah. as well. And ultimately, Jared, just to kind of build off of your package, your trade package, mm-hmm. I did see a uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Josh Hart style package. <clears throat> I don't know exactly how possible this is, but I would look at the Bulls and I would monitor that situation very closely. Zach Levine as a possibility of leaving, and I'm not saying that they can get Zach Levine. He's a free agent. He'll most likely demand a high-paid contract. I'd love to see him in Portland. But if Zach Levine decides to leave, I would call and I would see what the going rate is for DeMar DeRozan, who was the best fourth quarter scorer in the entire league. And ultimately, I think the Phoenix Suns need a closer. He plays the style of basketball that they like to play. He's a half-court guy. Uh, he gets his shots at the two. He's a two-point technician, finishes around the rim pretty decently. I think DeMar DeRozan, who had an MVP season, would pair really well with you know, Booker and Chris Paul. And like I said, they need a closer. He scored more fourth-quarter points than anybody else in the entire league above Giannis, above Steph Curry, above you know any other superstar you can think of, your MVP, Nicole Jokic. So maybe if the Bulls decide to, or Zach Levine decide to leave the Bulls, they can try to see if they can pick up Aiton as another young star and move forward that way. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Not a terrible idea either. Yeah. The other thing, too, that like... I would just add to is just the fact that DeAndre Ayton plays like center forward. And it's like, it's just like a, a less and less important position. Like as the year goes, as the, as the time goes on, I think like the Warriors this year, they don't really, they don't really need one. They can play small ball. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yes. That requires like a certain level of talent that is pretty unique to the Warriors. But even when you look at Giannis, he's such an outlier, I think compared to other, the way other centers play the game and how athletic he is. Well, yeah. That it's and- like, Think about some of the other centers. Rudy Gobert, I give him a hard time, but he's the best rim protector in the league. At least as as far as a center goes, as a defensive piece, he has a ton of value. Nikola Jokic is this freak hybrid center, the best offensive center we probably have ever seen play the game of basketball. 
elite passer, facilitator for the team. He is an outlier at the center position. He's not a liability offensively, at least. And Joel Embiid is the most dominant force down in the post that there is in the league. He, I mean, he has drawn some comparisons to Shaq, with all due respect to Shaq, who I think <laughs> was better. But, you know, it's as far as, like, these pieces go, they are exceptional at what they do. And I don't know if Aiton can claim he's exceptional at those things just yet. And maybe he will be if you give him a chance on his own team away yeah. from Booker and Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And I think that if a team decides to do a signing trade or sign him to a max contract, that's what they're banking on is that he can become yeah. one of those three style of guys or, you know, maybe yeah. a baby combination of all three. Yeah. 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 I'm very intrigued by it, or I really have no idea what Eaton can develop into because he's on a team with so many other options. I feel like that he's, he's just mm-hmm. not the focal point. Um, mm-hmm. And if he's traded to some of these other teams, he would be more of a focal point. And so I'm curious as to what his ceiling is. I really don't know. When I've seen him, it's kind of, I feel like he's limited. I feel like he's not the most dimensional player, but um, that could just, again, be his surroundings. <clears throat> With that said, my um, what I think the Sun should do, which potentially this is controversial, is I think they mm-hmm. should sign him to the max and run it back one more year. And then next year look to trade him if it didn't go well i just feel like this is like the bucks to some extent where the bucks had i think two years in a row um Mm -hmm. after they got good where they had failed playoff runs and everyone was screaming for you know bootenholzer's head and saying Giannis couldn't (laughs) carry a team to the finals um i think the sun should run it back again they have a really good team um i like yes the mavs showed them up but i'm not convinced that they are not title worthy they're not a title-worthy team heading into next year. So um, I think they should keep it as is, sign him for the, to the max for the moment, and then look to move it in the future, which is risky. But yeah. It's easier said no, than I, I don't, yeah. Yes. No, I, don't, I don't disagree with that either, especially because I feel like your window with Chris Paul is like mm-hmm. kind of narrowing at this exactly. point. Like I know he signed a four-year deal before this year started, but um, I don't know. Like He's 37 he's not going to be at even close to this level for probably even another year or two. So like you might as well just like take a shot, run it back with what you have. And like, if it goes poorly, then maybe you move on from Aiton. Maybe you also move on from Chris Paul, like, cause they're just like dead weight at that point. So you try it again. And if not, then you yeah. just really try and build around Booker after that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree that Chris Paul is the limiting factor here, or he's mm-hmm. going to really um, be what kind of limits how, long this can can work for any final thoughts all right move on to a little bit uh more nba news then for our last segment of the episode and the nba draft lottery happened this past week the top three picks are the magic in first the thunder in second and the rockets in third so aiden we'll go to you what's the magic do with the top pick so obviously the the three names in the mix so far and rightfully so are um, Jabari Smith, Chet, um, and uh, Paolo Bancaro. F- to start, I think that's correct. I like I don't think anyone else is really a possibility. Um, Jaden Ivy, I heard about being you know whispered, but the Magic have taken guards with Jalen Suggs last year and Cole Anthony two years ago. I don't see them taking another here. I think they should mm-hmm. take Bancaro. Um, Jabari Smith and Chet both need someone to set them up to some degree. 
Bancaro does not. He's better at creating and finding opportunities for his teammates. I feel like he's that guy. He often took over in close games, and the Magic just haven't had a true star in years. And I feel like he's the like biggest lock to being a star. I would be pretty shocked if he wasn't an all-star um, at some point in his NBA career, uh, and potentially more than that. He's versatile. He can drive, pull up from mid-range, good passer. Obviously, there are question marks, not a great defender or, or shooter. But I just think the Magic can't afford to miss again. It's hard to tell after one year, but Jalen Suggs mm-hmm. looks iffy. He had like a bottom 20 PER last year mm-hmm. in the entire NBA. Yeah. I don't love PER, but still, that's any like still, somehow yeah. get worse as the year went on, which a lot of times you'll look at rookies' stats and you'll see that, oh, like the first couple months they struggled and then they got better. He got worse. Um, Franz Wagner looks pretty good from last year, but Cole Anthony is just fine. Um, Mo Bamba from a couple years ago, he's, you know, I would not feel inspired to write a song about him these days. <laughs> um, so it's a different era. Yeah, exactly. At this point. <laughs> Things have changed. Um, so I, I hear whispers that they'll go for Chet because the Magic's GM is the same one who took Giannis in Milwaukee. They took Mo Bamba. They like length to some degree. Um, but I, I think they should go for Bancaro, who I, I see as being like the the star um, or the clearest, like you know, kind of um, team carrier in the draft. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I think Bancaro is my my last one I would pick. Which like I think he's like <laughs> I think he's like the highest upside, but I think he's also like I could see it really flaming out too in a way that I feel like guys like him do like guys that are bad defenders and bad shooters like those are both things that are like pretty critically important in the nba and like i know it's like that might not be his role but i think that just like what you get out of smith or home homegrown is like more just sort of like baseline like they will be good i think and smith an elite defender um and i think he's also the best shooter in the draft so he just sort of like is the opposite of what Ben Caro is good at. And, like, his weaknesses are what Ben Caro is good at. So it's just kind of, I guess, between the two of them, like, what the Magic are looking for. Because Smith, while he's a good defender and a great shooter, is not a great shot creator or distributor. So it's, like, you're balancing there what you need if you're the Magic. But I think Holmgren is, like, Chet is, uh like, he just, like, does so much that, like, you just can't get from anybody else. And especially in, like... um like a league where you're like moving towards like stretch centers. He like, he does it all. He like shoots 39% from three. Um, he's an elite rim protector, but can defend basically one through five. And he just is like, sort of fits into that model of like what a modern NBA center should be. And I think his biggest weakness is one, he's kind of slow and not that strong, but those are things that I feel like are both fixable with like an NBA sort of like work strength out. Is, at least. So, yeah. I don't know about that. Strength, speed. at least. I don't know about speed. <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> but, but strength is, at least. So, I, um, yeah. Um, so, I think I might go with Chet, but I think Smith might be, like, the most surefire. Like, you just know what you're going to get. You're going to get a good 3 and D guy who can maybe be a little bit better than that. Chet Holgram has the... Oklahoma City Thunder written all over him, I think. I think <laughs> that he does. He just, like, I know that there, there are comparisons to him and Kevin Durant. I don't think he's that that kind of player. Uh, I know you see thin seven-footers and you you just automatically put them with Kevin Durant. But as far as, like, a guy that I can imagine Oklahoma City drafting, it's him. It's it's Chet Holcomb right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I just I, I it depends. I don't want Orlando. I think you, I think you guys are right. First of all, let me go back. Jabari Smith, I think, is the best player that they could pick in this draft. But I just I worry that Orlando is going to pick for need rather than best player because when you're the when you're the first pick overall, you know, it, and you're a team like Orlando who I think drafts a little funny to me. I mean, they they just accumulate guards like you know nobody's mm-hmm. business over the last couple of years, and I just think that they're so concerned with guards that they might kind of overthink it a little bit. Maybe that's kind mm-hmm. of an out of out of question, or maybe out of left field worry. But <laughs> do you, you know, think they're going to take? Yeah, yeah. I you know I just wonder what they're going to do from a team building standpoint and how they're going to actually get to manage to put these pieces together. Uh, when you look back at a lot of teams that have that are homegrown, like the Golden State Warriors, they at least have pieces that, that play off of each other extremely well. And I think that they need to really the Orlando Magic. I don't know what the plan is as far as guys who play off of each other very well. So. I don't know. It, it raises a lot of question marks as far as like what they're going to do, no matter who they pick, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I'd like to see the Orlando, hopefully after this draft, finally move in a direction of, like, this is the style of basketball we're trying to play. One other thing about Jabari Smith. He proves a lot about Aiden's thesis from, like, a year ago about Jabari's being, like, outrepresented <laughs> oh, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going back to you, Aiden, um, there were some other teams uh, in this in the lottery besides those top three. Uh, who are the biggest winners and losers? And you mentioned it in our group chat. Why were the Pistons one of the biggest losers of the draft lottery? Yeah. Yeah. To start with the winners briefly, I have OKC, um, who Ooh. Wyatt mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. think that Chet has yeah he has okc written all over him he's like like josh giddy last year was very much like unicorn kind of player mm-hmm. um chet yeah. is also like a unicorn kind of player uh they're gonna keep just collecting talent um so okc like fast forward four years three or four years things might be scary um but yeah mm-hmm. so they moved up a bunch the kings moved up a bunch so um, I think that's exciting for the Kings that they could actually pair Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. They have like those are two pretty solid cornerstone pieces um, for a, you know a team that high up in the lottery. So mm-hmm. I think they'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, I have the Pistons as the biggest losers just because I really wanted. I feel like this draft we've we've talked about the three guys who are considered for the top pick. I feel like um, those three are all expected to be super good, and I wanted the Pistons to get one of them. Because the Pistons looked like really not bad at the end of last year for a team that I think finished mm-hmm. with the the second worst record or third worst record. Um, they were thirteen and forty five before the All Star break, and then ten and fourteen after it, which is like a pretty dramatic difference. A yeah. lot of that due to Cade coming on strong. Um, so I feel like with the addition of like one of those top three guys, they could have been really good. Not to say that falling to five, they'll you know is a calamity or whatnot. They're gonna take. Or projected to take either Ivy or Shaden Sharp, it seems like. Though Sharp mm-hmm. is a bit of a gamble. I mean, he didn't play at all at Kentucky. He's, he's said to have like some of the most upside in the draft. But but still, um, I, I really wanted them to get either Chet or Javari Smith or, or Paolo. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely have the all Pistons right. as a team to watch next year. No, I think they're really good. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. 
Um, Wyatt, I have one last question for you before we uh, wrap up the episode of draft stuff. How should the NBA change the draft lottery to make it better? I know you have some ideas. Well, I, I'm going to steal an idea as well from Nick Wright on First Things First. I, he, he said it on his podcast, the What's Right podcast, in that they should have some shame behind it where the owners have to at least be there for the they can't like you can't send out ambassadors for your brand if you're a yeah. team that's picking on the lottery you need to show your face as like i am <laughs> like i own the team that has picked the lottery especially because we see like orlando and detroit uh, you know kind of like they're in the they're the face of the nba draft pretty often <laughs> um two they should rig it i think that they should have just gave portland the pick because i think that that's way more interesting <laughs> they should just, they should they should have fans vote for the number one overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, between the lottery teams. Uh, but I think that they should they should do the lottery the same day as the draft. And you have to pick. They, they do like a bingo thing and you pick your name out. And then you have to make your pick. You're like, okay, you got two minutes on the clock. Make your pick. <laughs> two minutes. It's like they hold up the yeah, magic minutes, thing right? to like go zoom yeah, recording, yeah. and it's like the start clock stops. Yeah, exactly. And it starts going, and then after the pick, they do the next one. So nobody knows where they're gonna pick until you get out of yeah, the lottery. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a fantasy like, draft where they just like announce the like order like an hour beforehand. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what they should do. Because yeah, honestly, this all of this stuff gets funny. blown completely underneath the rug for me. Like. The combine happens during the playoffs. The draft is happens, or not the draft, but the lottery happens during the playoffs. I never Ooh. watch any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They need to at least spice it up just a little bit, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah, yeah. One thing I um, saw vaguely around about spicing it up a little, and I don't know how to really make this work. I've been, I need, I need to think on it a bit. Um, but having some kind of like draft tournament. So say we just have a knockout mm-hmm. tournament of one game rounds um and the worst teams would i feel like would need some kind of advantage in these games um more than probably just home field i don't know maybe they start up like 15 points exactly they start up (laughs) 10 or 15 points um and then like the team with the worst record plays the team with you know the you know the 14th team or whatnot Mm -hmm. and then we just have a knockout until uh the winner gets the number one pick you know second gets second pick that kind of thing um because i feel like that would I don't know, it would encourage, yeah, it would be fun to watch, first of all. It would give me an actual reason to watch the magic, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, they'd have to, like, fight for it. They'd have to earn it. Okay, I have another idea that's popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the prospects, 1v1, during, like, on a little 1v1, like, uh, King of the Hill tournament. And then the winners draw names out of a hat. And <laughs> that's the team you go to. So they draw an to Orlando Magic. And okay, now you're part of the Orlando Magic. Wait, what? So they win What's and the then they just draw the a team out of yeah. the line? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good enough one. Uh, there's a, there's a back, I'm probably thinking of it backwards. The losers have to draw a name out of the hat. Okay, yeah, and the winners go to... Gotcha. The winners get to... Yeah. The winners go to a playoff team? Right. You get to pick, yeah. you get to pick the Warriors. Oh there's groundwork there. There's groundwork there. Yeah. <laughs> it's think. been the foundation's been laid. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, we could always try to make the, the owners the have G to League. play one v one. There we go. There's yeah, the right, so Charlotte. That would really, yeah, yeah, yeah true. Charlotte. Charlotte. Michael Jordan was yeah. the first pick every year. <laughs> oh my god. 
Well, if we are your first pick of podcast and you're enjoying anything about this episode, there's there's one thing uh, I would ask of you is please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. Either it's Apple Podcast or Spotify. It's really easy on Spotify, by the way. Like, There's no need to write a public review. Just click the five-star button. Same on Apple Podcasts. You don't. You like just create like a fake alias name, whatever you want. You don't need to put your real name in there. Five. Or create stars. like seven different fake alias names. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just leave a five star review. That really helps us out. Um, gives us more. T- um, helps us gain popularity on the podcast. Um, allows us to devote a little bit more time here, and make better episodes for you. And I appreciate it. And uh, tune in next week for the next one, or later this week. <laughs> <laughs>